Anyway, let's pivot and talk about the federal conservative uh, leadership race. And um, Dr. Leslin Lewis is joining us now to have that conversation. Uh, Dr. Lewis, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. We had the UCP debate provincially yesterday, and there's a lot of talk about another uh, federal debate, something that you've had some concerns over. Um, Aren't debates the cornerstone of a campaign to tell us about the opposition and whether or not this thing's actually going to happen? Absolutely. They are the cornerstone of a campaign, and we've had two, actually three three debates, two official party debates, one in English and one in French. And the concerns that I'm hearing on the ground are not the concerns that the party seems to be focused on. And I want to be able to communicate with the members. Each person has a voice, has a vote. And I want to hear what's important to them. I don't want to sit in an ivory tower and dictate to members what's important to them. I believe that they should have a voice in the concerns that they believe their leader are going to bring forth. What are the, where, where's that disconnect? Like, wh- what are you hearing? I mean, we hear the typical conversations from the debates, as you say, the issues that seem to always come up. What are you hearing differently uh, when you're out on the, uh, on the hustings? Well, one big issue is the environment. How are we going to deal with the environment? Are we just going to lay down again and have policies that are going to completely decimate industries like our oil and gas sector, like our farming sector, and have these hypocritical policies whereby we're importing over 500,000 barrels of oil a day. We have the third largest accessible oil reserves on the planet, yet we leave it untapped and import foreign dictatorship oil. These are the policies that are emanating out of the net zero policy. Then we have situations with the farmers, and that affects our entire food supply chain. Mm -hmm. And we have net zero policies being imposed, 35% tariffs, on top of 30% reduction in nitrogen in soil for um, that's attached to net zero. And this type, these types of policies are not being operationalized. We are not asking the politicians, how did you get to this equation? How can you quantify this? What, um, what metrics are you using? And this is what we're seeing in the Netherlands. This is what we're seeing in Sri Lanka, that entire industries are being destroyed. And I'm not going to sit back and just uh, allow this to happen. I'm going to fight for our farmers because I believe that they are the backbone of our food chain su- um, uh, supply. And we need to support them. And so I'm going to ask tough questions. And I don't see that the party is being responsive to that. I'm the only candidate that's talking about this issue that's affecting all Canadians. Well, when you talk about net zero by 2050, that's not just government. I mean, that's industry. The the major oil sands producers have their own net zero plan. I mean, industry has net zero plans. So are they out to lunch too? Well, the thing is, is people are saying net zero, but can you tell me what it means? Can you operationalize it for me? Can most of the MPs operationalize it? The, the thing is, is that the, the, the goalposts keep shifting. In the Netherlands, we saw that they said, if the farmers implement innovative technologies that will reduce emissions, they will leave them alone. They did that. They invested millions. Now they're saying, no, that's not enough. We need to bring, in some cases, nitrogen content down to 90%, which would mean that you are decimating that entire industry. When the farmers turn around and say to them, 
well, mm-hmm. um, you're destroying my industry. They say, well, if you can't afford to rent it, we'll buy it from you. We'll, we'll appropriate it. That's just not acceptable. So my concern is, is that the goalposts keep shifting. We need to define exactly what net zero is and the impact that that will have on citizens and the functioning of our society. Okay. Uh, the other issues uh, that we're talking about here, I mean, basically we're talking about the, the, the future of the Conservatives and the future direction of the Conservatives. It's pretty divided, as you know, and there's been a couple of attempts to, uh, attempts to move it closer to the centre in the last two leaders. I think you would be seen as not moving it closer to the centre. What would your vision, what would your direction be for the Conservative Party if you become leader? Actually, I, I, I consider myself to be very, very reasonable in my policies. I differ from some politicians because I, I'll tell you what my personal beliefs are, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the policy sure. that I'll implement yep. that I think would be best for all. So I, I see a balanced conservative party as one that is fiscally strong, one that allows liberties, and that means that we are going to move away from some of the wokeism and cancel culture that we see that's destroying our society. People should be able to have free conversations, even if they have opposing positions. And we should be able to sit down and come to policies that are for the betterment of all Canadians. Uh, Yeah, wokeism, cancel culture, big buzzwords, I get it. Can you give me an example of where that's restricted what you're able to do? What I'm able to do or what I see in society? Or in society, sure, either way. Well, for example, I, I'm, I'm someone who's pro-life, mm-hmm. and people automatically assume that I'm against women's um, choices and women's decisions, and um, nothing could be further from the truth. I'm pro-life, and someone who's pro-choice doesn't mean that they're going to force me to have an abortion, just like I'm not going to force other women and tell them what to do. I just believe in finding policies um, that that we can find common ground on, having discussions about real-life issues, just such as sex-selective abortion. Um, Canada and North Korea are one of the only two countries in the world that still allow you to terminate a pregnancy just because it's a girl. Um, India has outlawed it. China has outlawed it. And I'd like to have conversations about it. Many pro-choice people feel that that's a reasonable conversation to have. Wokeism and cancel culture will tell you you can't have that discussion in a democracy. And I just don't accept that. Dr. Lewis, with all due respect, we're having the conversation on the air now. You're a federal MP running for the leadership of a national party. How are you being canceled for your viewpoints? Well, uh, because I'm constantly told that that's not a conversation. That debate is over. I hear that every single day. Not from you, because you're, you're a nice reporter that is a balanced reporter but there's a lot of um cancel culture even within the media the media has been acting like an arm of the liberal party and has been promoting very very liberal ideals and attempting to silence people who don't share those viewpoints even our own prime minister said people who defer for him um, from him his view should what should we do with them like what do we do with those people do we even tolerate them? That's cancel culture. It's coming from the highest echelons of our society, and it's going to destroy our democracy. 
And that's why I'm pushing back against it. And thank you for letting me speak about it. Absolutely. I mean, we're here to have the discussion. As you say, there's no question about it. Uh, last one before we go here. It looks like, I mean, Pierre Pauly, I've got the endorsement of Stephen Harper. Don't know how big of a deal that is, if it makes any difference, but he seems to be the, uh, the front runner here. You've got a little over a month here to make up the ground. How are you feeling about where your campaign stands heading into the home stretch? Oh, I love to be underestimated. I was underestimated last time, and I won the popular vote. So it, it doesn't matter how many... The, the entire establishment is supporting Pierre Polyev. But I believe in reaching the members. And so I go to the members. I speak truth to power to them. And I let them hear what my vision is. And I have confidence in the membership. Stephen Harper, I love him, respect him. He's one vote. The membership will elect the next leader, and I trust that they will elect the right leader. Dr. Lewis, thank you so much for being here this morning. I really do appreciate your time.